For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 57. I'm Matt O'Leary, joined by Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how are you doing tonight? I am doing well. I have to think about that one for a second. I did my whole Pierre Dorian thing. English isn't my first language, so I have to think of the proper words. Come on. I wasn't thinking of a good answer. Um. Yeah. Well. Well. All right. I'll, I'll How are you doing, well. Matt? You always ask me, and I never feel like I ask you. That's okay. I, I I'm doing fine. It's not anything. Like whatever. We're we're out. <laughs> we're here talking hockey. It's there's actual games, which is cool. Yes. They don't count. But well. Mm. All right. Let's okay. let's start yeah. there because our first topic is the preseason games that the Islanders have played so far. And Mitch, who opens his beer and doesn't spill this week, is ve- he was talking to me before we started, and he's very upset at people who say these preseason games don't matter. Okay, so, yes, they don't matter in so much as the results don't count, they don't earn points, and yes, who no one cares if they win or lose. However, these games still matter, because like we all know, the Islanders are still trying to figure out what their best roster is, what best combinations to use, at least to start the season. I understand you can change combinations and lines throughout the year, but they're trying to figure out what their team is and who their best players are and where they're where they're ranked within their own depth chart. Lou and Barry have been saying that since the start. We need to look at everyone. We need to assess everything. We need to figure out what we've got. And so this preseason is exactly what it's designed to do is to figure out what they've got and who's good where. That's what this is important for. The same people who are saying that the preseason doesn't matter are the same ones who are 
concerned with the Islanders forward depth. They're like, we have so many forwards. What are we going to do? Well, guess what? You got to see them play together and see who works well together. That's what the preseason's for, right, Mitch? Oh, yes, exactly. Like, I, I get it. Yes, if they lose, whatever. I'm not talking about losses. Like, when I put out something on the Eyes on Isles account and I say, after the first period, these are the takeaways. And people go, ah, I don't care. Why are you saying that? Ah, I don't care. Well, like, there's a reason for this. Sure, okay, they were competitive was one of the things I wrote. I get it. That doesn't really stand out much. But when I say Joshua saying looks like coaching is getting through to him, and you go, man, I don't care. Well, when are you going to care? What are you going to care about exactly? Ah, when he puts up points. Well, he did that, and he got to the AHL for it. So are, are we? Right, we'll get to Joshua saying later. I'll just save that. It just it does matter. The preseason matters. It's not wins or losses that matter because again, last year the Islanders were six one and one in the in the preseason, and we know how that season went. It matters in so much as determining who goes where. Like Brock Nelson, is he a center or is he not? Right. This is the perfect time to evaluate your roster. That's what it's used for. The preseason is used for evaluating your roster and seeing how much depth you have. That's, That's right. It. They have 40 forwards, 21 defensemen, 7 goalies. Who's ranked where in each position? That's what it's for. Right. It's not about like the top guy. Like yeah, if Barzal looked good when he played, but that to, of course. that doesn't really matter. We're more I'm like I care about what Jan Kovar is gonna do. Or I Kovash. Care. Kovash, apparently. Kovash says Arthur it says Arthur Staple, I believe in the Czech Republic there should be um an accent over that R and it softens it and so it becomes an ash. So Kovash. Okay. It's just the NHL isn't fond on putting accents on their letters. Okay. So Kovash. Yes, apparently. Allegedly. <laughs> according to Arthur Staples, so yeah. I'll take his word on it. Yeah, no. well, not even just according to Staple, according to Jan Kovash speaking to Arthur Staple. So there we go. Okay, so I'm excited to see what Kovash does. I look to see like how his bellow is going to respond. Like yes. that's that's what you're looking for. You don't like if Barzell scores, great. If Lee scores, great. You know, that's that doesn't matter, though. That's just gravy. You want to see the guys who are fringe players make plays. Yes, not even fringe players, but guys who are jockeying for positions. Like Lucas Spisa, you want to see him. Is he going to push Devin Taves? Is he going to push or is Seidenberg going to push? You know, spoiler alert, he doesn't. No. Um, no. Uh, you want to see, like you said, Bellows. You want to see him show off. You want to see him do that. Brock Nelson, you want to see him not show off, but you want to see him present. You want to know that he's there. And I've been watching the preseason, like most of you, and I haven't really seen him. I know he's been there. I know he played, but he hasn't done much. And again, it's not necessarily about scoring. It's about being present, being hard to play against. And I don't see that right now out of Brock Nelson, if we're going to, if I'm going to specifically hone in on one player. But that's what this is about. No, it's very frustrating because it does matter. It just doesn't count. Yes, you're absolutely right. It doesn't count. I get it. But it matters. Just because it doesn't count doesn't mean it doesn't matter. Look, the points in um, uh, whose line is it anyways, they don't matter. But it's or don't count, but they still matter because you get to sit on your tuchus if oh, Drew Carey thinks you got more points at the end of the show. You don't have to do a stupid hoedown. So, come on. Really. There you go. It always matters. In life, it always matters. <laughs> there we go. In life, like... 
<laughs> I forget the name of the show already. Uh, whose line is it anyways? Everything matters. Oh, that was terrible. So you brought up a couple of names there who stands out to me. Kiefer Bellow stood out. He he scored a goal in there was the first game, right, on Sunday, and then he ripped one off the post too. Yeah. Oh, man, what a shot that was. So first goal on the power play, um, like it was pointed out to me on, on, on Twitter, it was absolutely correct that it was poor defensive coverage by the Flyers, but Bellow still to put himself in that position. Three Flyers forwards moved forward towards the goal line to the left side of the goalie, leaving Kiefer Bellows completely alone, standing right in front. And I believe it was Eberle who just dished it right to him, and Bellows made no mistake, top corner right side. Boom. Done. Power play goal, goal number one for him. Number two, or at least the post, he was coming in on the right-hand side of the goalie, so the opposite side now, and took a shot from right at the face-off dot, so the opposite of the Alex Ovechkin sweet spot, and ripped it right off the post left side. Apparently, I think it was Stolarz and Nets may have got a piece of it, so it counted as a shot on net, but multiple people have said that it, it, it hit the post. Either way, it was on net, and it was a rip. It was a bullet of a shot. Yeah, I think I was almost more impressed with that one, even though it didn't go in. Yeah, like you want to see his his shot and everything he's been praised for come to fruition. But you like uh, to me, I like the idea of having someone in like an Anders Lee position. Like if Lee doesn't have it, we got someone as a backup. I love that. Right, and Lee is on the last year of his deal, so maybe he mm-hmm. ends up not getting signed and gets Preach. traded. I mean. I'm not necessarily advocating for it, but that's the yeah. idea that you have to have is if you're going to lose someone like Anders Lee, you have to have a replacement. And Kiefer that's Bellows right. looks like he potentially could be a replacement. That's right. And that was the whole problem with Tavares leaving, right, is that we didn't have that filler. Yes, you can fill Tavares' immediate position with Matthew Barzell, but then that that the chain reaction of further down the depth chart, you can't fill that up. Whereas if you lose Lee, there's no one else behind him necessarily. We can just pop another guy in and you're good in not pop any guy but at least bellows pop him or oliver wallstrom pop him in boom potentially yeah so at least like that that's one positive with uh bellows there i had did you want to keep talking about bellows or do you want to move on to a different guy no let's keep talking about bellows let's get that narrative out of the way and then move on to another guy okay so for me like it's way too early to say that he's done enough to make the roster Mm-hmm. But there's a potential that he could, especially, and I'm going to tie in another player anyway, Mitch, but with Andrew yeah. Ladd's injury, he has a much um, better shot at making the roster, if you ask me. Assuming that that injury persists, and I, I doubt it does, it's just muscle tightness. It's not uh, a sprain. It's not a bruise. It's not a break. It's not a tear. Um, thankfully, you don't want to see that happen to anyone. So I... I yeah, if, if it persists past the, 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 the preseason, sure, the ability of Kiefer Bellis to step in is there. Uh, however, I, I just I doubt that it happens. I really do. Like This seems like something where he's going to sit this week and he'll probably play against, I think it's the Rangers next week, their first game uh, next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's it. And he'll be on the roster. You see, the one thing where I might disagree with you is Lad never plays a full season anymore, it feels like. Like, he's going to play, like, 70 games, probably. Okay. Well, if you're asking me, will Kiefer Bellows 
ever play on this team throughout the year, throughout the season, my answer to you is probably, and it's a high probability of that. But if your question to me is, is he going to make the team out of camp probably because Andrew Ladd is injured? My answer to you is probably not. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, okay, what Maybe. is your, how long do you think this injury, and I'm, I'm using air quotes here, how long do you think this injury persists for Andrew Ladd? Because I, I don't, like I said, air quotes. I don't see this as an injury. It's just kind of a, a precautionary thing. Like I'm not feeling great. Let me sit out to these games that don't matter to the to the overall success of the season. And for him, it doesn't. He's got a roster spot. That's they're not getting rid of him. Not with that contract. It's not happening. No. Um, so he's not going anywhere. So like, how long do you think he's really going to be out for? Yeah, I guess a week. See, like there's still like. The regular season is what October fourth is game one against Carolina. Yeah, October fourth, and we're September nineteenth. So you got fourteen days. You got two weeks. Yeah, it's fourteen days from tonight, right? Yeah. However, you want to work that out mathematically. Or fifteen. Because yes. from the twentieth, that's till the thirtieth, and then you got another four days, so that's fourteen days. There you go. I. I want to. I love, I love how we do simple arithmetic on this show. And we talk ourselves through it. Yeah, that is that is great. Uh, obviously, none of us were great math students when we were in school. Mm-mm. I just am looking for any way possible for Bellows to make this team because I. Anytime I, I see him it. play, I see so much talent. I get it. I know. I get it. But I just don't see it. I just don't. Um, and I, it's not to say that I see it for Hosang necessarily either. I, at this point, I don't. I'm not as confident with Hosang either. Uh, but if anyone's going to make the team, I, I think it's going to be Hosang. Between the two, between Hosang and Bellows, I think Hosang makes the team. I I guess I could see that. Yeah. Okay, you wanted to bring up someone else. It seemed before the Bellows lad talk. Yeah, and it was Brock Nelson. Oof. Your boy, friend, not really friend of the show. Um, mm-hmm. Is he alive? <laughs> he very much so. Yes, Brock Nelson is indeed alive and well. Uh, next question: <laughs> Why what? do you ask that? I don't know because the little that I have seen of the preseason, he hasn't stood out to me at all. Okay. All right, you're being facetious with your alive statement. All You're right. not alive, Captain Literal Pants. Like, <laughs> like, like, is he functional? Because uh, are you just going to hand him the second line center role, even though he's been non-existent for the first week of preseason? So I, I, I just wrote that today for the site, and I said he's got to take this opportunity for multiple reasons but the obvious ones are he's fighting for not only a a spot as a center but he's fighting for a spot on this team in the future and for a good payout listen the guy's 26 probably going to turn 27 later this year he's this is his going to be his big payday if he can make it work and at the moment it doesn't seem like he's going to make it work it doesn't seem like he's in a position or putting himself in a position to succeed I don't know what's going on it's only been one game Let's be honest, it's only been one game of preseason, but in that game, he was absent. He looked like midseason Brock Nelson, is what I wrote, and that isn't good. No, that's not good. You want it either end of season or beginning of season. 
Although I tell you the numbers since 2015 16 his worst his worst month is January. Although last year his worst worst month, I don't know why I want to say worst, worst month was November. Can you guess Matt how many points Brock Nelson put up in November 2017? 3. Boop. Boop. 1. Oh. He scored one goal in November 2017. Oh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Bad. It was bad. Real bad. I think that's when you had your counter going for like, what is it, 55, 56 periods without a point? It was a long time. <laughs> it was a long time. Uh, yeah, so what do we expect from him? What, what, what would be him showing up or him looking alive to answer your original question? What would you, what would you be looking for in an alive Brock Nelson? Show up on the score sheet. Okay. Anything, what's the bare minimum he can do for you, Matthew? All right, so how many preseason games are left? Five. Five? Three more this week, two more next week. Okay, so five more preseason games. Put up three points. Okay. At least, and anything less than that is kind of embarrassing, actually. Really? See, I don't care. I, I I don't care about points. I want to see him involved. That's what I care about. Like, yes, points would be nice, especially against B squads and what should be ostensibly your second line center. I just want to see him accountable. Not not even accountable, but present. I would obviously like him to be accountable because that's what they're preaching right now is they want accountability. But I want him to be present. I want to hear his name during the game. I don't hear his name during the game, and that's a problem for your second-line center. Everything is supposed to run through him, and it doesn't. Um, so I, I want to see more of that. How how long do you think he goes until they, they switch it up and put someone else between Lee and, and Bailey? A week. Mm, a week. So by the Rangers game. So three more games. And the next they're going to give him maybe not all three games because he won't play three back-to-backs but uh, or back-to-back-to-back. Uh, but he'll at least, be, I would assume, get two games in there. Probably. So, yeah, okay. That's fair. I think that's fair. And then but, you throw uh, somebody else there, whether it's Kovash, whether it's Beauvillier, whether yeah. it's Filpula, please God, no. Or even Bailey. Bailey's a center. When was the last time Bailey played center? 2007? <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm not a fan of it either. I like him on the wing. But if you're just throwing stuff out there, like just chucking it and see what sticks, Bailey's probably a, one of those things you just chuck there and close your eyes going like, all right, let's hope it works. Fingers crossed. Let's hope it works. Um, that that scares me. No. I don't, I don't want to do that. But I guess maybe, yeah. right? Maybe. Maybe. Oof. Yeah. Do you want to move on to something else? Maybe he- as... Nerve-wracking? As nerve-wracking? I don't know. what What's that, Mitch? So Josh, Josh, Josh was saying. The Josh was saying, quote-unquote, issue. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I had that in my running order, but I didn't necessarily see, know if that was nerve-wracking, but I guess I see where you're okay. going. You fooled me on the transition. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. My bad. See, I'm not usually the one to do the transitions, but I felt like we were ending, and I wanted to just kind of like get there first, and I failed miserably. That, um, that was bad nonverbal communication for us. <laughs> that, that Even though tough. we have we have our, our, our live feed of ourselves, so we can we can see ourselves at least, and it still didn't work. No, that was that was poor. We apologize. Maybe but, because my mic needs to be more in the center here. There we go. 
Okay. So Josh Hosang missed the practice for a personal day, and we still <sighs> never really figured out what the personal day was for. And you don't really need to know. I just don't exactly. think it's like anything this guy does. He could sneeze funny, and the, <laughs> the pitchforks come out. That's right. For me, funny interest, funny story. Sneezing three times in a row, deal breaker for me. That's something I can't handle. What do you mean? So if you, so sneeze-, if you sneeze three times without interruption, um, so like chew, a chew, a chew. Oh, I lose my mind. And it, it, you have to be at least going to try to get a, a tissue or a Kleenex to show me that because your face is tr- clearly trying to tell you something here. Your face is telling you you've got something in your nose and I'm trying to help you by getting it out, but you're not helping me help you. It's a very Jerry Maguire situation between you and your face when you're sneezing three times in a row. So how many God bless you's do they get? Oh, I don't say God bless you. I don't. I, I never say that. Oh, OK. That's a you deal with yourself and your face. This is you're now intruding on me with your loud noises, your little your little rituals. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, sneezing even, is not a fan of me, or I'm not a fan of sneezing. Even for your wife and kids. Oh, big time, big time. My wife does it on purpose. She waits. She'll be like on sneeze number five and just looking at me and like it's coming out of her nose. She's like, "Yeah, that's right. Say it. Just say it. I'm not gonna do anything." And I tell her, "Go get a tissue." And she just sits there going, mm, I'm just going to sit here. Excuse me. Every time. Every time. It's the same thing. God. Wow. We learn something new every day. And Mitch <laughs> having this I hate wild... repetitive noises. That's my problem. Okay. Wow. I mean, that really took me off guard. Like, we could probably do the whole rest of the show on that alone. Like, just deep diving into, like... My psyche. Your, your psyche on why sneezing bothers you that much. But anyway, wow, what a tangent. Okay. <laughs> so let's get back to Josh saying. So he misses the practice. The point was saying that he he could do like something as minimal as missing a practice and everyone blows up over it. Yeah. You kind of answered the question for yourself a little bit by your reaction, but do you look at this as an issue? No, I, I don't. And I, I don't appreciate people making an issue out of it. I, I saw... A tweet by uh, by James Duffy, so Gotham Sports James Duffy, that, that summed it up perfectly, right? Where he asked, well, not asked, but like he was kind of musing to himself, just saying, so he missed a day. Is it, Has it been a problem? No. Uh, anyways, there was like four questions, and I already forget. I should have brought it up, and I didn't. Sorry. Uh, but he asked four questions. They all answer no, and then it's kind of like, oh, I guess there's a problem, and like sarcastically. There's no problem. Everyone said it's a personal day. You're all entitled to personal days. We all have personal days. Well, most of us, um, that's just a thing that happens. And, and if it isn't a thing, or sorry, if it is a thing, it doesn't seem to be bothering the team very much because they still played him. Yeah. I mean, if it was an issue, don't you think he wouldn't have played or been punished somehow? It didn't seem like he was punished. Yeah, like he, he would still stay there because I, I think Bridgeport's camp doesn't open till Monday. So he'd still have to stay here, but they don't have to play him. Right. So, yeah. And, and Lou apparently is this big, it's black and white or black or white. There's no gray area. It's very definitive. You know where you stand with Lou. Well, if that was the case, you think he'd deal with Joshua saying pretty directly and abruptly, not even abruptly, but just get it done, dealt with instead of having it linger and seeming like, oh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, and uh, we'll, we'll just play him anyways. Now, if he crossed him, as in doing something he wasn't supposed to do, like let's say sleep in, 
let's say he slipped in and so they, they, they said you can't practice today. That just doesn't seem like an adequate response to someone who's got no gray area, right? Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't seem like a Lamarillo response. You're right. Or that's not what I've been built up to feel like should be a Lamarillo response. And and if this is, I'm also okay with that. If he slept in and missed, you know what? Fine. You miss a practice, done. I'm okay with that. Look, that's what happened to Alex Ovechkin, right? Yeah. Last was it last year he missed he missed a practice because he slept in and he's like wow or I think it was even a game he had to sit out he was suspended like internal suspension for a game. That's fine. I'm okay with that. That's a proper answer. I'm okay if that's the level of accountability and that's where the rules are on the team then perfect. Whatever. That's great. Who cares? Move on. Yeah, I don't see the like if it's being handled, like I'm more confident in Trotz and Lamarillo, like handling a quote unquote issue. Like the public doesn't have to know. We don't have to know. It's probably better because then there'll be some dumb narrative that he's a bust. He can't play. He's going to be in the AHL again and forever and ever. Amen. Yeah, exactly. Like I, it just seems like much ado about nothing. And, and maybe and I'm not saying there's nothing there that he's done nothing wrong. The potential is there. We've seen it before. But what I don't like is this kind of hammering, trying to hammer that narrative that there is something there when we don't know if there is. So say it. If you if you know something, say it. If you don't know something, don't imply that then. It just seems weird. It does. It does. Yeah. Do you have any issue with him not getting a shot on goal in the game he played in? No, I, I don't. Like, oh, that's another thing. Like, can we quit moving the goalpost on this kid? I call him a kid. He's 20, what, 22 years old? Like, he's not a kid anymore. He's a full-grown adult. He can buy alcohol in the States. He's an adult. Um, can we stop moving the goalpost? It just seems like, oh, he can't play defensively. He needs to learn the defensive game. And then he plays a pretty solid defensive game. Uh, uh, he didn't get a shot on net. He didn't create anything. We're like, well, can we just like focus on one thing at a time right now? Again, it's preseason. I thought we didn't care about this. True. There's a lot of hypocrites going on right now. So obviously you, you don't care either that he didn't register a shot or am I misreading your cues here? Are you leading me down a narrative that I, I shouldn't be going? No, no, you're spot on. It, do, it doesn't matter to me. He's not really a shot taker anyway. He's more, he more sets up plays passing. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Good point. So I to me it doesn't matter if he's on the ice using his speed and creating that's all that I want. Yeah. And like a lot of times he did that he would enter the zone with control of the puck but then he'd look up and they were having a line change so he's like all right well I guess I'm going to dump it and he did that and that's what he was supposed to do. And it resulted in possession in their zone because the guys coming off of the uh, onto the ice with fresh legs were able to retrieve the puck in the corner. He played the the, the right play and the smart play. And we're still not really sure on him. He's like, well, like, I, I get it. He's he's got to do more to 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 to, uh, to sell you on him as an NHL player. But it seems like he's making the right moves, and we still can't give him that. We still can't give him that credit. No, I think fans turned on him. Not every single fan, but a lot of people turned on him last year, and they're just looking for every reason to put this guy down, no matter what. They'll drive. Why? 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 I don't know. He's just a polarizing figure, and I feel like people turn on him or like have a very strong opinion. There's no like, he's okay. You either love him or you hate him. I I guess, I, and I understand how he's polarizing. I just I don't understand when he seems to be at least trying on ice, not even just saying the words, but on ice doing the things you want him to do, and then he 
you still lambast him for it. You're like, I don't get it. Can we just like agree that he needs to do certain things and then when he does them, that's good? Can we not do that? Is that not a thing that we can do here? I guess not, apparently. I guess not. Apparently not. So, sorry, Josh. Sorry. Oh, well. <laughs> Want to move on to a little reaction to something that happened on Sunday? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So, familiar face, someone we talked about a lot in the past, Pajama Boy, Johnny T. So, there was, obviously, the first Islanders game was at the Coliseum, and there was a very strong anti-Tavares reaction from the Islanders fans. You had the jerseys with the names crossed out. You had the jerseys being run over in the parking lot. And then, Mitch, you had the clown. The clown in the Maple Leafs Tavares jersey, who he probably didn't make it out of Nassau Coliseum alive, but he went in with some stones. I don't, like, there are trolls everywhere. Like, at least on that day, there was a bridge missing its troll. Uh, (laughs) But, okay, what is your reaction to people's reaction with their jerseys? How do you feel? How does that make you feel seeing what they've done with their jerseys? And I'm, I, I'm, this is almost a trick question because I'm asking it in a certain way. Maybe not a trick question, but anyways. Um, I don't really care what other people do. There you go. See, I, I'm of the same opinion. Like, I'm not going to get mad at someone running over their jersey, even though personally I obviously would not do that because there's a crest on the front. It's also like a jersey. They're pretty freaking expensive. Like, how much is a jersey? Like, uh, it's like 180 Canadian dollars for a jersey without numbers on it. Yeah, it's a lot. So, like... I wouldn't run it over. I, I maybe tape. Tape comes off pretty easy, so I'm okay with that. Um, I'm okay with everything. I, I don't really care what you do with your property. Um, is it a fair reaction? Yeah, absolutely. After what he did, yeah, it's an absolutely fair reaction. I'd say, like whatever you want to do, you want to show your disgust for him. Yeah, that's a fair reaction. Yeah, I mean, I, I owned a John Tavares Islanders jersey, but I didn't run it over. I didn't burn it. I didn't do anything like that. I, What I did was donate. I, I put it in a clothesbin. There you go. That's what I decided See? to do with it. So I, whatever you do, like, that's great. I don't I don't care. Just if, as long as you're not bothering me, as long as you're not letting it on fire and throwing it at me, we're cool. <laughs> like, we're good. We're good. So I kept mine, but mine's framed. So like I'm not, I'm not going to take it out of the frame. The, the frame was expensive. The frame was $100 no, that's on sale. <laughs> it was like $180 frame. It's insane. Crazy. Um, um, but the worst, sorry, the worst, I wanted to cut you off here because the worst thing about this are Toronto Maple Leafs fans telling us what to do with our jerseys and how to act when it comes oh, to yeah. virus. The Maple Leafs fans who think they're so high and mighty, it's ridiculous. Get off your soapbox. Like, this is the same fan base who sent death threats to a goalie's wife after they lost a game seven in terrible fashion, mind you, to the Boston Bruins years ago. Death threats. Don't throw things to your players. Come on. Or you shouldn't be burning jerseys. You shouldn't be doing that. Like, really? You guys wore paper bags over your faces and threw your jerseys on the ice. Like, really? You're going to start preaching to us? Like, seriously. Please. And, and, and if anything, shouldn't we be taking that that that, uh, that same approach? Because it seemed to work for your franchise. You did it, and you at least seemingly force your management into doing something. So, like, hey, 
uh, seems to work for you, so let's let's get mad. Although, like, I guess it's too late for that now because we already did the the billboards thing, and that seemed to work. Yeah, but it's just like from their perspective, they're just gonna point and laugh because at the end of the day, they won in their eyes because they got the player. And to fair enough, they did like. Yeah, we suck. Like that that's how it makes me feel. Like there's nothing you can say to that. You know how many quote tweets or or gifts were sent to at least our account or myself of Tavares scoring the other night? Just to, to Toronto fans being like, Hey Eisenhouse, wow, look at this. Who's this guy? Yeah, thanks. Just just go. Just go. You gloaters. Ah, Mitch, it's frustrating. Yep. I know. It's going to be a long season with that. (laughs) Yeah, when he scores his first regular season goal. Oh, boy. Have you had the heart to turn on Sportsnet up there? I don't watch Sportsnet. Okay. Uh, Because I I heard, again, I don't watch it because I can't, but I heard it's a lot of Tavares talks. I can only imagine if uh, you turned it on. JT Bourne, uh, who's from The Athletic and, and in Toronto, had a tweet, I think, this morning. It was like, did you see Tavares do the Tavares with Tavares on the Tavares? Tavares? In response to, like, Sportsnet. Just because okay. it was just all Tavares because he scored a preseason goal. And, like, I get it. I get it. We would have done the same thing if well, when Barzal scored his first preseason goal. We were excited. I get it. And if, if we signed a big free agent, we probably would have done the same thing. I get it. It's just annoying. After, like, the fifth or sixth time, you're kind of like, yeah, I got it. Thanks. Wow. All right. Good job by you. Hopefully this gets you a few more clicks or likes or whatever. <sighs> Mitch. Yeah. That like I, I know this is like bad radio or bad podcast, like how just like we're both kind of just like down and sighing, but I think that's the overall feel for Islanders fans about the whole Tavares thing, because I guess they're we're not really completely over it yet. The the wounds are still kind of fresh, no? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Still fresh. Still hate them. The mentions that we cause I tweeted something from the Eyes on Isles account the other night when Tavares scored and I said just so you know the internet is going to be intolerable Tavares scored and I got a bunch of hate for it like oh we don't care anymore why are you talking about this I'm like I don't know because the second it happened a thousand and one New York Islanders fans were tweeting about it so I figured hey this might be important people might want to know and why not have a little bit of fun with it yeah that that's that's true I I feel like Isles Twitter has been like the pitchforks have been out for like more than usual for the past like couple of weeks. Like poor Brian Compton, he's just trying to talk about the preseason games. He's just getting like crucified out there. Yeah, you clickbait on a Twitter, like or like bait. I saw something like that today. A like bait. This I saw this on my. I was at work in the social media social media glossary because a, a person at work and I were trying to figure out what a meme was called in French. It's a mime, which is really confusing because <laughs> it's not like the person who's trying to figure out if they're in a box or not. Yeah. But it's said the same way. Anyways, so I, I found out that like bait is something. Although, why would Compton do a like bait? Like, he's not going to get likes because he's got a bunch of Islanders fans. Like, he's not going to get a bunch of, like, what? How that doesn't work? People are dumb, Mitch. <laughs> that's, that's the only explanation for it. They, There's a lot of grasping at straws. There's a lot of grasping at straws. And even if he did that, even if that was the case, that's what Twitter's for. That's the medium. That's what you're supposed to use it for is to create engagement. That's the point. Everyone's trying to go viral. 
I like not even just go viral, but the the point of of saying something on that medium is so that you can create some sort of interaction with the people also using that medium who are also trying to get interaction. That's the whole point. If you're not using Twitter to gain interactions or interact with people, you're using it wrong. Pretty much hit the nail on the head there. So like everyone just like if we simmer down for a second, like uh, the season hasn't yeah. even started yet. Like it's almost already insufferable. So <laughs> anyway, yes. Mitch, I know we have some questions that we got on Twitter at eyes on Isles FS is our Twitter account where we got them. So do you want to jump into some questions? Yes. Uh, Isles blog, Rob Tob asks, Matt, are you still mad about loose number rules? I am still mad, Rob. <laughs> I am still mad. I think it's still okay. dumb. I don't care for it. One to 10. How are you? How are you on the, on the, the dumb scale is it really dumb 10 being the highest and one being it I'm, I'm over it eight wolf eight so you've cooled down but not a lot no was it last week or two weeks ago when i was screaming about it i believe it was last week okay last week i was a 10 so yeah i guess i'm down to an eight but i'm still See? upset you're getting there next week you're going to be at a six no before you know it you're not even going to care anymore you're just going to be like number 18's my boy you're not going to think oh wait that was number 72 oh i'm mad again no, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> Forever and ever and ever? Forever, yeah. They should just take numbers and names off. They should just make put a double crest crest on the back, too. Oh. And now we're talking double crest. Double what crest. What crest would you put on the back? Would it be like a, a, a behind version of the New York Islanders crest? Where you wouldn't see... It would be like... If you know what I mean, on the back, it wouldn't look good. Nope, same one, just, good. Uh, just slap it on the back, too. What if it's just a fisherman? Just a fisherman, so people are skating behind you. It's like this angry fisherman looking at him. No, just just the same one on the back. Okay. Uh, next question from at NY Isles fan 13, the 13th Isles fan ever. Um, will you trade for Duchesne plus an extension because he's up this year? And if so, what would Isles need to give up? Oh, uh, would I do it? Yes. They would have to give up a, let's think, a first. Yeah. Um, Taze. And I don't want to say Kiefer Bellow, so I'm trying to think of another prospect that might fit. Um, You're going to have to give a lot is the answer. I don't know. Yeah. A lot. Like, almost probably too much. Although, maybe not, because who knows? Ottawa doesn't seem to know what the heck they're doing. Um, but you're gonna at least ha- going to have to give up. If you don't want to give up any amount of quality, you're going to have to give up quantity. So, first round pick, done. That has to go. Um, and this obviously depends on when you're getting him, right? Like, if you're getting him at the trade deadline, then it's not going to be as much than if you're getting him, say, start of the season, which I don't think is going to happen. Um you're going to have to give up a roster player. Um, so they, they could probably be convinced into a Brock Nelson. Let's be honest. It took Chris Tierney and an Eric Carlson trade. So Brockathon, Chris Tierney go. scored 40. Exactly. Tierney scored like 40 points once. Brock did three times, twice. Uh, three times? Three times, yeah. Three years in a row. Three times. So already a better player. Um, but Brock's on expiring deals. So you might have to give him like, I don't know, someone else. Maybe... Maybe a depth player. Maybe some of those guys that we brought in that we don't necessarily need. Maybe Ross Johnson goes over there. Hmm. There we go. That's not a lot of value. So you got Ross. You got Brock. You got a first. You already got three assets for Matt Duchesne. 
So that's quite a bit already. You're probably going to have to give up one of your defensemen. Maybe a Van de Sample, maybe a Quenville. Um, you, you obviously want to keep them away from Dobson, obviously. Uh, and if you're not that high on Taves, maybe you toss him in and then there's your deal. And that might be too rich for some fans, and I, and I get it. No, I don't think it's too rich. You don't think Nelson... For nine years... Yeah. Sorry, for Nelson, Johnston, first, and one of those defensive prospects. No, because you got nine years of a second-line center. True. True. A a darn good second-line center. So, yeah, if that's what it takes, maybe with judging by Ottawa now, that might be it. That might might get it done. Because you look at what they got for Carlson, I mean... That that was a terrible deal. Mm-hmm. It was awful. You would think they would get so much more. So it's hard to project these trades because every every time you do, it's like, oh, that's not enough, or oh, that's way too much. And then like the trade yeah. actually happens, and it's like nothing close to what you're expecting. Yeah, well, just remember the Taylor Hall trade. Like, who would have thought he would have gone straight up for uh, Adam Larson or even Ryan Strom for Jordan Eberle? Who would have thought that would have been a deal? Yeah, <laughs> did you see Ryan Strom falling down last night? <laughs> He got oh. juked out of his shorts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Edmonton. <laughs> that's a good juked out of his shorts. Oh, I like it. Um, so that's what we'd give up for Duchesne uh, with an extension. Uh, may, uh, uh, that's true, eh? He does ask for with an extension. So you might have to give up, I don't know, maybe a second to toss it in or a third. Delgano seems to love his thirds, toss them in, toss them in everywhere. Um, the next question is, yeah, let's go with this one. Uh, I don't know if this is supposed to be French, but I'm going to read it French. Un gros J or un gros G, J, whenever, I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce that, asks, what is your definition of an athlete and are Fortnite players like Ninja, so that's a Fortnite player, count as an athlete? Backstory, I got into a debate with him today and other people on social media because Fansided, our parent company, or the people who, who own Eyes on Isles, uh, quoted something from ESPN who put Ninja on the front, I believe, of their ESPN the magazine and called him an athlete. Do you, Matt O'Leary, consider esports players athletes? <laughs> oh, boy. No. <laughs> no. Okay, why, why this cynical buildup? <laughs> I don't consider someone playing video games uh, athlete. No, sorry. Okay, right. I I I can get behind a definition where they're included. I can get behind that. I'm fine with that. No, I don't see it taking athletic ability. See, that's the thing. Athletic ability. You're 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 purely thinking about the physical, whereas I look at it as not just a physical game, but there's still a mental aspect to it. Whether you still have problem solving, you still have. Um, uh, strategy. You still have a number of of cognitive factors that take into consider that you have to take into consideration, uh, like decision split second decision making. It's a speed game. You got to consider a lot of things at once and process a lot of factors. Oh, I think sure enough, you're sitting on your butt. Sure, you're sitting on your butt. I get that. I think there's traits that, like, if you had a Venn, Venn diagram, like there's traits that overlap. But okay, that's. It's like it's two different things. Gamer, athlete. There's nothing wrong. If you're a gamer, like awesome. Like Ninja making millions and millions of dollars playing video games. He's living the American dream, but he's not an athlete. He's a gamer. Okay. Okay. I don't 
disagree entirely, but I don't necessarily agree either. I understand your justification and I can get behind that. But for me, I'm okay if someone says like, yeah, I'm an athlete. Ah, okay, it's no skin off my back. It doesn't really change anything for me. It doesn't, to me, dilute the uh, dilute what hockey players do or, or football players do or basketball players do or even NASCAR drivers do. It doesn't dilute that to me. But a lot of people do. A lot of people got really, really mad about this. Like, they're not athletes. Whoa, okay, let's chill. It's just like, yeah, whatever. It's just a definition. It doesn't change anything. It's just redefining how we see athletics. That's it. Because a lot of people came back like, well, the definition according to Webster Miriam is blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Well, like, thanks. I know how to start an essay back in eighth grade. Don't worry about that. I know what the definition is. We're talking about how do you change the definition or should you change the definition? So that was something I did today. I, I did see you getting a long Twitter. Uh, th- I saw. I read a little bit of the thread, so I knew that it question was, was coming. Um, but no, I I'm not a, I'm not on your camp. I I'm saying not an athlete. No. Okay, that's fine. I imagine a lot of people aren't. I remember hearing this debate. I think when Halo started coming out as as an esports game, and uh, I was also on that camp. And I was nope. Just sit on their butt. Ugh. I know what land players are like because I'm one of them. Um, but so anyways, next question from Antonio Maestro 81 says um, Canadian. The people is spelt with an A at the end. So C-A-N-A-D-I-A-N-S. But Canadian, the team is spelled C-A-N-A-D-I-E-N-S. Why? So Ooh, so the answer is that that's just how you spell it in French. Um, OK, makes sense. So Le Canadien, because the team name is a French name. So Quebec is a French first province. They're still bilingual, whereas they still recognize English and French as their as their languages. But the team is very much it is, is steeped in French culture. It is named in French. So it's actually Le Canadien de Montréal, and it's not the Montreal Canadiens. We, oui. which is why they call them the Habs, because they're called les habitants which is just as you would call it in in English, the habitants, they are the people who live here. Or that's how they used to be. That's why an English GM is not a thing. An English coach is not a thing. And if if there is, they hate them. Like Randy Cunningworth couldn't, for the life of him when he was there, not be be a coach and not say he was going to take French lessons, even though he just said he was going to do it on the job. They ran him out of town. So you got to be a French, speak the language. So you, you think like to, they, they all talk French, like all the players and stuff to each other? No, the players don't because they still have a lot of players from like Finland and Russia or like Max Pacioretty was from Connecticut, right? Good point. So he's, they, they, they love the French Canadians because it's very steeped in the identity and culture of the, not only team, but the province. Um, so if you can get a French Canadian player there, like Jonathan Drouin, when they got him, oh, big that's a big deal. If they could get Claude Giroux there, big deal. Big deal. But okay. obviously that's not going to happen. So that's why it's 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 Canadien because it's Les Canadiens de Montréal and not Montreal Canadiens. And even if you say Montreal, you're supposed to put a little accent on it, on the E. Okay. The but O or E? E. Okay. Didn't know that. Learn something new every day. There you go. Okay, last question is from, very serious. It's from Offside Tavern. And they ask, what should we name or what should we, uh, how do I say this? How should we name our menu items? Should it be tater trots or trots shots? What are the options? You froze. (laughs) Sorry. 
tater trots or trots shots? Tater trots or trots shots. I like tater trots. Really? I love trots shots. It also sounds like crotch shots. <laughs> like you're playing Rochambeau or something. So that's my vote. Okay, so we have a split decision on the Eyes on Islands show. So sorry, we don't really help you out. <laughs> well, there's the second they, they sent out the tweet, just answers started rolling in. Just answers. And I like new ones. Some people just said slap shots. It's not it's not as fun. That's not a fun pun to, to do. No. Tater trots is pretty I like tater trots. Okay, so Matt goes through tater trots. I do trots shots. So that was my last question. That's that was it for the question period today. Okay. So that was fun and as we mentioned last week, we are soon going to yes. be doing a Patreon. And one of the things that you can get in the Patreon is a mailbag segment. And we'll answer questions just like that. So if you if you like that, eventually this is going to be going away on the regular podcast and it's going to be part of the Patreon. That's true. It's going to be part of the Patreon. Um, the Patreon is going to have three tiers, right? Where just $1 is just... Hand us a dollar, say thank you. Two is with the mailbag, and then we're going to do, I believe it's $5, and we're going to be giving you post-game shows after every single New York Islanders game. Not just home games, every single Islanders game will have a post-game podcast. So that's 82 podcasts without counting the mailbag, without counting the regular podcast that we already do now. So that's up to six podcasts probably a week, depending on how many times they play. Yeah. So big time stuff, big time stuff coming. We're excited about it. Uh, do you have anything for the social segment, Mitch? Um, just the, the, the various Tavares like Jersey pictures where some people replace it with snake. Um, some people just taped it with duct tape. Uh, we already kind of talked about that. Uh, my favorite was they taped it and said pajama boy, 91 pajama boy is good. I like the a lot of people did goring. One. I didn't really like that one. That's not really fun. Uh, no, and we already got into the debate. Whereas, like, should they retire his number? And yeah, it no. still doesn't beat my favorite from when we were there, or when when I was there at least last year, and someone had taped uh, free on top of Hosang, a yeah. Hosang jersey they had. I uh, I still love that one. That's still my my avatar in our WhatsApp group. I do like that one. That is one of. Uh, that is probably one of my favorite ones. Um, but this one tweet I'm going to read because it was it makes me feel good and it's good for my brand. Uh, okay. From Brian Compton, Western Conference scout to me during first intermission. Holy blank, Ken Bellows shoot. Yeah, that blank is supposed to be a beep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and that that was right after. If I remember the uh, my my Twitter timeline, that was almost immediately after he rang it off the post. Because that, that shot came out of not nowhere we knew he was going to shoot, but just the, the sheer velocity and strength behind that shot that he seemed to, he didn't need much of a windup to get it to go, um, was impressive. That was. Yeah, it, like it that, that's an was. NHL caliber shot, for sure. Agree. Perfect. There we go. Mitch, anything else you want to hit on for this show? Nothing. All right, so let's do some PSA stuff and get on out of here so we can go to bed. Yay. Okay, so like we mentioned, Patreon coming soon, so make sure to keep an eye out for that. 
We went over the tiers just a minute ago. So a dollar to donate, two dollars gets you the mailbag, and five bucks gets you the post game show, as well as the mailbag, as, as well as the regular show. Yes, thank you for clearing that up. Awesome. And I believe it's also going to include a twenty five percent off um, Eyes on Isles merch rebate. So there you Ooh. go. Mm. It's more than we get. I think we got like fifteen percent. So wow. Okay. Go. Getting a deal. The Patreons are getting a deal. <laughs> um, where are we going? Oh yes, Twitter at Eyes yeah. on Isles FS on Twitter. The gifts are coming, Mitch. The gifts oh. are coming, especially in the regular season. I can't wait. I got this new dance, fancy, dancy computer that I built over the summer. Oh boy, it's going to be able to process all kinds of stuff. And we should probably mention, because we talked a little bit about the gifts and we talked a little bit about the Patreon. So what we're doing on Friday is we're doing a little preview of what the postgame show is going to actually be like. So we will have the gifts firing for sure during the game like usual. And then we're going to hop on the pod after, talk about some of New York Islanders hockey. And if you like it, when the Patreon comes out, five bucks gets you the shows. That's what you're going to get. Yeah, so... Friday, free one coming out. Awesome. So that's happening on Friday. Keep an eye out on the Twitter. You could also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles. You could head over to the website, eyesonisles.com, for all your New York Islanders needs. We also have an app available on Apple and Android in whatever app store you use, the Eyes on Isles app. And why do I feel like I'm forgetting something? I think it's because you said the Eyes on Isles app twice, so that's probably why you're like, uh, wait, I don't have this in order anymore. No. I don't think you're forgetting. Oh, go to the site. There it is. Oh, yeah, your website, <laughs> eyesonisles.com. That works, too. <laughs> oh, I remember what it was. Sorry. Wherever you're listening, subscribe, yeah. rate, and review. Yeah. We appreciate it. It helps with our searchability, and it allows us to create even more content in the long run, so we definitely appreciate it. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you, even if you don't do that. This is true. So with that being said, that's going to do it for us. Once again, I'm Matt O'Leary. I'm Mitch Anderson. Thank you, Mitch, and we will talk to you next week. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.